Red Hot Chichi on a Monday. How we on doing? On a Monday. Brother? How we doing? We're doing good, man. I got a lot going on today. It's Black Friday in the NFL. Ooh, what's that mean, canned. dude? What's that mean, Black Friday? That means Friday. all the coaches are getting canned left and right, man. Left and right. Anyone got canned yet? Uh, yes, the head coach of the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And then just this morning, which I knew last night, the commanders fired everybody. Head coach, front office, everything. Wait, wait, that's well, that's Rivera? Rivera, that yeah. that happened literally a half hour ago, right before we came, we uh, started recording here. It's Dude, a lot. I'm telling you what, I tell you what, bro, this is a quarterback league. It's oh, no a question. I, I just remember, you know, if like, is, was it Belichick or Brady? We obviously know now mm-hmm. it was Brady. I'm just saying. Yeah. Not to say Belichick's not a great coach, but yeah, if you don't have Tom Brady, if you got John, like like John Brady, no, you're probably not a good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I remember Leland saying, if I got. If I got Barry Bonds hitting third for me, I'm a hell of a manager. He goes, I got right. Steve Bonds hitting third for me. I'm a horseshit manager. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> true. It's so it's true. But, hey, that actually ties into two things. One, you uh, Breakthrough Pro started last night, and that kind of you said there's there's a topic in there that you oh. started with last night that that kind of goes into oh. the football thing. Well, dude. Well, first of all, Breakthrough yeah, Pro last go. night was incredible. For all the people that signed up, we, chance we had we had a thirty-five people last night. Nice, that's awesome. yeah, dude. So that's great. We've um, we 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 tripled the Breakthrough Pro one, double Breakthrough Pro two. So we're moving the needle, dude. It was, it was awesome. You always exciting. The bar yeah, going up that way. upward trend, bro. And we're excited yeah. for everyone that joined. Thanks for coming. You're about to be impacted for seven more weeks. So buckle up. That's nice. the first thing. But last night. Uh, the first week in uh, Breakthrough Pro, we, we talk about gratitude. And last night we brought up Mason Rudolph because he's been sitting for two and a half years, you know, was a big draft pick years ago when Ben was in, in his career. And the Steelers kind of gave up on him, right? Like He's the third string backup. They bring in Trubisky. Yep. And then they go, they go and draft Kenny Pickett in the first round. It's like just Mason Rudolph getting buried, right? Okay. Last three weeks, he's the best quarterback in the NFL propels the freaking Steelers to the playoffs. They got in, they're 10 and seven, right? Saves Mike Tomlin's streak of, you know, uh, of winning seasons and all that stuff. But they asked them after the game, they're like, man, you know, you, you've, you've, you've talked about gratitude and you, you know, you've talked about you're, you're grateful for this opportunity. And we always talk about and breakthrough pull about how, how we have stories in our minds. Right. And like, so the neutral event of this whole thing is, you know, Mason Rudolph is a quarterback in the NFL. Now he could take that story and go either way with it. And he decided to say, instead of, hey, you know, screw the Steelers and they've been screwing me over for two and a half years and I should have been playing a long time ago, which some people think he should have been, right? Instead, he's like, you know what? I've been able to get the reps in I have. I've been able to learn a lot through these last two and a half years. I've been able to, you know, I've been able to, I'm just very grateful for uh, this opportunity to show that I'm an NF, I'm a great NFL quarterback. I just mm-hmm. thought it was great, dude. I thought it was great how he flipped that switch instead of being bitter Bob, it, which he could have been. And, you know, hey, these guys uh, didn't show me the respect that I earned. He kind of flipped the whole script in his own mind. It doesn't matter anybody else's mind. In his own mind to say, you know what? I don't look at it that way. What I look at it is like, I'm grateful that all this time being the backup has getting me ready for this opportunity to show that I'm a great NFL quarterback and lead the Steelers to the postseason. Just thought it was a great story. That is a great story. You know, very similar, but a, 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 a couple different details is Baker Mayfield, dude. Baker Mayfield was, you know, he's going to come in and he's going to be the next this or the next that. 
and he's had some severe ups and downs in his career. Hey, he in his I heard his post game uh, yeah. press conference yesterday, extremely similar. Like, you know, you've had a lot of ups and downs, whatever. And he's like, just just keep the process go, keep the process going, keep, process. keep being me, stay positive. You know, yeah. say my prayers and and bust my ass. And now Baker Mayfield's got the Bucks in the playoffs too. It's so yeah, bad, dude. Good for Baker Mayfield. You're right, mm-hmm. dude. They were kind of like he was on the uh, on Scrap the heap, heap too. Scrap heap. Yeah, they go and get yeah. Deshaun Watson and. Yeah, Oops. he's been and cut. He's been cut, yeah. and he goes yeah. and he goes to the Rams, and he comes this year. Goes to goes to a team that's not, you know, they weren't the greatest team in the world. He 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 willed them to a few victories yeah. this year. Him and Mike Evans. And, and, and dude, it just goes to show you at the end of the day, for all of us, you know, when you think that people owe you stuff, or you know what, here's this. This is a, this is a great thing. The, the the number one obstacle to gratitude is entitlement. Mm. hey man i got screwed over oh hey man they're not giving me a shot hey hey so and so doesn't believe in me hey dude hey guess what nobody cares Mm -mm. it doesn't matter what do you think of you do you have the discipline every day to to show up to put the work in to find a process and routines and to believe in yourself because if you believe if you don't believe in yourself change guess what nobody's coming for you dude right nobody's coming for you nobody cares I love it. So I love it, dude. I love when I see like that. No, Baker Mayfield, keep believing in yourself. Yep. Keep showing up with the process every single day. And guess what? Good things are going to happen. But yep. keep blaming others and looking out and saying, these guys screwed me. These guys. It doesn't matter. Your career is going to be over. You're going to look back and go, ah, these people screwed you. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, hey, we, uh, unbelievable. After all the football stuff, we actually have baseball news from the weekend. Thank you, yeah. thank you, folks. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with Sean Mania because Mania goes to the Mets two years. There's an option. Uh, I think it's a mutual option. I got to look at that. Or whatever. There's a third year option making yeah. some pretty good dough. Uh, hey, that's a good one for the Mets, man. Mania doesn't. You know, he's not going to be the. Uh, you know. 14 and 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 seven starter with a two five but he's gonna get your innings last year was seven six with san francisco which wasn't a great team you know logging hundreds of innings a a year and at least gives some gives a lot gives at least depth you you might still be going for like a a one or two if you're the mets but manai is a good pitcher on your team and he's good for at least a regular season and through the playoff yeah no doubt about it and i think um you look back as 2021, he's tied with the American League of 32 mm-hmm. starts at a 391 ERA. Listen, he's a good back of the rotation guy. Right. He's a four or five. You know, I think at some point maybe he was higher than that, maybe a two or three. Um, but you know, you look back at September for him in four starts at a two two five ERA last year. That's a good way to end the year. He's, you know, left-handed pitchers, got good stuff. Um his career ERA is, is is exactly average, exactly leave at league <laughs> yeah. average. Yeah. So I think that's pretty that's pretty interesting. But hey, man, this guy is is a is a good arm. And at the end of the day, you need you know Manaya's gonna Manaya. I look at Manaya as like a guy that's gonna give you a couple good starts, a couple bad starts, a couple okay starts. It's mm. gonna be a little inconsistency there over over the course of his time. But you need good you need good veteran pitching in your rotations. Right. I just think it's a nice pickup for the Mets. Yeah, nice pickup for the Mets. Now, meanwhile, ho hum, Dodgers signed somebody, <laughs> one year, twenty three five per Teoscar Hernandez. Now, interesting part. This is the new Dodgers way. 
He's going to defer 8.5 of the 23.5. It'll be paid between the years 2030 and 2039, the, the Sean Casey model, which he wished he had when he played. Oh, dude, where, where, <laughs> why did I not defer money? I'm, I'm grinding right now in the mayor's <laughs> office trying to make some cash. Why didn't I defer some money? I hear that. <laughs> What's your take on him? Hey, dude, it's, it, you know what? Teoscar Hernandez, for me, you know, you go back to his most productive season um was in was in 2021 he hit 32 32 bombs drove in 116 and he hit 296 dude with almost almost a 900 ops he was he was sitting at about 870 that's a great year out there in toronto you know since then he's struck out more he hasn't hit for as high of an average um but i but i really do believe um that he crushes i like this right here he crushes fastballs Hits uh, four-seam fastballs to the tune of 302 with a 6559 slug. Uh, and I and I still he still hits the ball hard. I think the Dodgers are looking at Teoscar Hernandez and the upside of what he could do. Mm. Can he get back? Don't forget, 2021 is best year ever. Mm -hmm. That's not that long ago, dude. That's that's three years ago, you know, two two years ago. Right. So, you know, if Teoscar Hernandez can figure it out and the Dodgers, you know, I, I know in the industry – they feel like their hitting analytics is some of the best in baseball. So mm -hmm. they think they could bring a guy over there, make a tweak here or there or, or something with his approach mm -hmm. and get his get the talent to another level. So the Oscar Hernandez, big power. Yeah. Can drive in a lot of runs. It's a nice it's a nice another nice get for the Dodgers. Nice. Let me give you the uh Dodgers. I'm a I'm a this is kind of in my own head here. Dodgers projected 2024 lineup. Ready? Right. Betts, Otani. Freeman, Will Smith, Muncie, Hernandez, James Altman. Uh, then I think you got Margot and Hayward kind of uh, platoonish type thing. Gavin Lux, it shorts up. But also, don't forget, Chris Taylor is now back to like full-on utility guy. And Chris Taylor is about as good a utility guy as ever. Like, right. what's your take on the depth of that lineup? And are there, are there still any holes in it in, in your mind? Uh, yeah, the, I think there's... I think there's holes in that lineup, you know, mm -hmm. I, but I, I think that I think the depth's pretty good, though. I mean, those guys are all the one thing you love about that lineup, dude, is a lot of veteran names. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, you play the Dodgers, you're in for tough at bats. Mm -hmm. You're in for grinder at bats. You got MVP bats in that lineup. You got game changer bats. Max Muncy's going to he's not going to hit for high average, but he's going to he, he might get you a, a game. You have game changing bats yeah. in that lineup. Gavin Lux coming back from that injury has a chance to kind of get things going so uh i like the lineup but mm -hmm. there's definitely some holes there at the end i mean there's no doubt i mean chris taylor is not as you know productive maybe as he as he once was but yeah. those guys are good man it's a it's a it's a really good veteran lineup yeah and uh top to bottom that's a tough one to navigate if you were writing the lineup card between bets otani and freeman who's one two three how do you i'm like just say every day. I mean, lefty, righty. I don't think that matters with guys that good, does it? <laughs> I mean, you want to kind I of. I go Betso, Tony Freeman. Yeah? Just yeah. like that. Yeah. What is it? I mean, we talked about this so many times, but what what has the number two number two bat? Is that, do you st is that now the best bat, your best hitter over the number three spot well like, here's here's player. listen for me being in the back in the dugout with the yankees last yeah. year and having judge be such a bat that we needed you know what i mean he was such a bat that we got if we can get judgy 
five at bats. We need that to happen. Mm. And it and and Chinch, for whatever reason, it does happen. When you come up in the ninth, you look up at that lineup and you're like, can we roll this thing over? Where are we? Where are we at the bottom of the order that fourth time around? Yeah. Is it going to roll over again where we can get those top few guys uh, uh, and, and a bat? Hmm. And dude, it does come up a lot. Like yeah. that number two hitter, one and two hitter, they could be the third out in the ninth or second out in the ninth, where you're coming up with guys on base and like Judgey came up so many times. So like, I think my opinions changed now seeing it firsthand, feeling it as a coach going. We got to get judge, judge. We got to get judge up. We got to get him up. Bat him lead off. You know, like, like, you know, I mean, yeah. you don't necessarily want him in the lead off hole because obviously that's a different animal. Uh-huh. But the reason that you want your best hitter in the two hole is because you want to give him another opportunity. If it's there, sometimes in the three hole, it's one more guy that has to get out or get on to get that guy up. So I think that's yeah. the big reason about it. Yeah. So that's interesting that you kind. I kind of. I'm starting to feel the same way. I yeah. used to love the, I mean, when I was playing not in any level near where you played, I, I love being like a two, I love being like the two hitter could control the bat and get the guys yeah. over and get a big yeah. hit if you wanted to and still hit for average and all that stuff. But now it's like, like you said, like I watching Yankee games too last year, it's like seven, even like seventh inning on, I'm like, wait, all right, they got to get at least one guy on next in the eighth. So judge can come up in the ninth in a one run game. Like, do you dude, think you that, start you start, you start doing the math yeah that's so true dude coach? you start doing the math like okay we you, you could be doing it in the seventh mm. okay we need we need at least a guy to get on this inning or two guys to get on because if we get two guys on we got judgy coming up in the ninth you know what i mean like yeah you're thinking that way and that and that's why i think i think when you go back to the reds when Votto started hitting two like why is Votto hitting two well, Votto's hitting two because the lineup's not that deep and you want him to come up as many times as possible so i think if you're the dodgers you want to see Otani? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what a what a what a um you know a, a, what a spools of riches or whatever that that phrase is that you uh, know. Yes, uh, you're right. Something you know what I'm saying. You know, you can't remember. I know what you're Dang talking. It. Dang it. Well, you know, you got bets, Otani, Freeman. You literally could mix and match those guys. They're all yeah. th- the three of the best hitters in baseball. So that's crazy. You know, maybe Freeman hits two sometimes. Maybe bets. Maybe Otani leads off sometimes. Who knows? You know. Yeah. So, but it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it, it's gonna be awesome. Hey, I have one more coaching question. When how how fast does that like? Are you sitting there like the whole game, like, and all of a sudden it's like the sixth inning? You're like, oh my god, all right, my motor's running. Like, I gotta make we, we gotta make sure. Wait, this guy could be pitching. This guy, how fast? How much faster is it in the dugout? The decision making process than it is me and everybody listening <laughs> sitting and watching the game. Dude, stuff's happening so fast, and I must say. And it was a great thing, obviously, being back in the dugout with the, with the pitch clock. I oh, feel right. like the games are quicker. Mm. So, like, you might look up and it's one, two, three. You're like, one, two, three? Yeah. You know, it, maybe guys, a couple guys swung at the first pitch and a punch out. Bam, the inning's over. So, like, your wheels as a manager, your wheels as oh, a yeah. bench coach, a hitting coach, where your wheels are turning quicker. And one thing you realize, too, guys that are on the bench, they're warming up in that batting cage, you know, earlier than – Mm. you know then 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 you might think because they're right. cause these innings sometimes are ripping so right yeah dude it's happening fast down there dude you don't realize it and the game is so fast wow. and that's one thing i always remember when i first started off at mlb network i said to myself don't forget how hard the game is and how fast the game is and how good of athletes and and how skilled these players are right. well guess what 
you do forget. But when you get back in that dugout and you see these guys day in and day out and you see what they do and you go, wow, yeah. are these guys athletic? Wow, are these guys talented? Wow, are these guys fast? Wow, all over the place, on the bump, in the box, defensively chinch. Are you kidding me, dude? Guys would hit rockets and it would be tracked down and you're like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. how, how did they catch that ball? I mean, yeah. these, these outfielders are so athletic too. So yeah. that was one thing, man. You're right. When getting back in that dugout, dude, when you're, when you're first, when you're top step and you're first hand and you're in it, you see like, wow. Yeah. You see why these guys get paid so much and you see why if you go back and look, I saw something the other day. I think I texted this to you. It, um, stadiums hold like 40,000 people or something. Yeah. If you put in the last 147 years, the number of guys that have played Major League Baseball, it's like 23,000 guys. It would barely fill half the stadium right. in the last 147 years. Saying that, hey, man, when you're watching greatness out there with these guys, and when you could do it firsthand in that dugout, it's pretty cool. Uh, that's awesome. And you know what? I'll, I'll spin into the other side because we don't talk about this as much. But I see, I've been seeing it this year, especially in football. But, dude, umpires and referees. Oh, boy. We can kill them all we want. Now, there are bad ones. You know, No, 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 no. I, I know we're going to go ahead. I, I what I'm gonna... saying is to the human eye, as fat, especially nowadays, everybody's faster. Everybody's bigger. Every like, But the speed of sports is at a level right now that it's never even come close to. And you see these, like, there'll be like a uh, a hit in the NFL or a guy diving for a first down, whatever. And you go to the replay, and the cool thing with they have in football, what they do the great in football is they have those those retired uh, refs. And they're like, you guys, you don't understand. how Like, you tell me you could figure that out in that one and a half seconds where boom, boom, ball out of the hand, guy catches it or drops it or whatever. That's why replay is is good in in every sport. I think right. how fast these guys are, and, and it's not just the little guys anymore. It's not like Lenny Dykstra running around. Like guys your size are running like four four forties. Like it's it's a freakish it's world of sport. Yeah, and sometimes you're seeing these refs get like just crushed. They, they can't get out of the way. They oh, yeah. the guys who shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Bam, he's down. Like you're not yeah. getting out of the, these guys are monsters and they're rolling. Yeah. Chinch. I, you were, it's such a great point, dude. And I'm going to go to the major league baseball umpires because you know, that's what I know. Mm. You get frustrated as a fan, you get frustrated as a coach. Sometimes you're like, Oh, he missed that. Especially as a hitting coach. You know, you're, 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 I, I found myself yelling more. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get a hold of myself. All I'm doing <laughs> is yelling at these umpires when I first got there. Seriously. Yeah, really. Cause you feel for the place, but, but dude, these guys, if you go look at it and then you're yelling from the dugout, then you go look at the film, you're like, oh my God, he got it right. Right. That's actually a strike. I mean, how does he see that? <laughs> the ball's moving so fast, it's moving in different directions. Yeah. These guys are 97%, whatever, 96% right now. Some of them are, you know, probably should be retired, and that's a whole nother issue. But <laughs> most of these guys, dude, they are really, really incredible at their craft. And when you go to and when you go to the replay sometimes, the replay can't judge it because it's with the so camera you can't even see it this guy's seeing it with his human eye that's how incredible the human brain is that <laughs> it can this quickly make decisions like these guys make so kudos to those guys we're always gonna our brains are uh set on a negative bias we're always gonna look at what these guys the one or two calls they miss not the 98 percent of the calls they get right that's great yeah 
All right. Well, this is good. Wait, uh, I'm gonna get running soon because we're waiting on Bill Belichick. Mike, oh, go, 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 on. go. Um, but wow, that'll be big, dude. Are you serious? You got the biggest anything. He's gonna come back. There's no question he's gonna come back. He's gonna get the all time wins record. He he he's but, buddy, said, but he's not gonna be with the Patriots, right? Heck no. Oh, the gone. team, watch. This is my one Chargers. Chargers, everybody loves the Chargers. Internally, there are rumblings like within the league. The commander's job, the Washington job will be better. They have the number, they have uh wow, they have one of the first picks in a draft. I think it's number two, where they can get a quarterback if they really want to. One of the big guys, there's two or three guys. And they have the they're gonna have like 70 million in cap space that no other team has. So it's almost like like you know in college now, the NIL stuff where guys can pay their way to building a team. St. John's doing that in college basketball right now. There's all of a sudden they're pretty good. They were nothing for years because these kids are making like a million dollars. Anyway, Chris uh, Mullen's not there. That's why. Oh man, I miss Chris Mullen, my favorite player ever. Um, but yeah, so the commander's job is one that everybody's saying might be the most coveted job, which where Belichick might could wind up. And you know, he's like a military guy. He loves national history and all that. You know, go to DC for the last yeah. couple of years. I don't know. Hey, uh, but before I go, we have to remind everybody tomorrow, 10 a.m. Dude, Pete Corielli's back, baby. Let's go. Dude, I'll tell you what, what's great is one of the most, our most popular shows ever, if you go to YouTube, the yep. most watched one is Pete Corielli. Pete Corielli. One of yep. the funniest human beings alive. Hysterical. Please tune in tomorrow to hear Pete Corielli come on. We're just going to have some fun, really. We're going to have yeah. some fun. Oh, yeah. And Chinch and I are going Saturday night to uh, see Corielli. Chinch, Jess, Sarah, and I are going. We're going to see Pete Saturday night in Long Island, right? Yeah, in Long Island. Long we Island. might be doing our first uh, show together Monday morning. Yeah, we are. Right. And then we're going to do the Monday morning show together on the on-air studio right there that yeah, Chinch has. Right, real nice. I get, right to finally, get to finally see it. <laughs> so, uh, Pete Corielli, right. joining us tomorrow. Let's go. It's going to be incredible. And you haven't, if you haven't checked out their show, check it out. The Pete uh, and, Pete and Sebastian Pete show. Pete and Sebastian show with awesome. Sebastian Maniscal. It's awesome. If you want to laugh, guaranteed to laugh, check it out. But Pete's. One of the funniest dudes you'll ever meet. One of the funniest dudes you'll ever, ever meet. Nice. All right, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm sure you are, too. Dude. We're fired up. I, I know. I know. All right, so everybody get ready for tomorrow morning. Uh, and uh, have a great day, everybody else. Yeah. Don't everybody have a great we're, we're, we're shot out of a cannon on Monday, Chinch. Let's go, baby. Go. All right, brother. I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see everybody tomorrow. Pete Corielli, baby. Let's do this.